Jen Mo, and welcome to Nurse Connect. I am an RN and a board-certified nurse coach. I believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life, and that sharing our stories not only helps us heal ourselves, but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism. I'm so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey, and I encourage you to find a way to share yours too. Thanks for listening in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jen Mo, Nurse Connect Podcast, and I've got Karina here with me. Welcome. Hi, thanks, Jen. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to just start back with how did you get into nursing? And uh, I know we, we started this a, a little bit ago. We got caught up on a recording and you were just sharing a great story about how you uh, came into nursing a little bit later um, after going through college. So let's back it up. Tell me again um, your your process through college and how you became a nurse. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I had started as a nurse's aide in a nursing home uh, when I was in college. And I I thought that that would be a better paying job than working at the mall. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what it entailed. So I, I go to the job and I'm giving baths and I'm helping feed people and the, the patients, and I worked there for like four years, the patients, they would tell me like, you're going to make a great nurse. And I was like, that's not what I'm going to do. Um, I had a vision of wearing high heels and working in a city, not wearing scrubs and taking care of people for a living. So I graduated at 22 and um, my internship in college hired me for a summer to make commercials for television. Mm-hmm. And I was you know, doing voiceovers, doing lighting, working with equipment, and I found it to be very unsatisfying. And so I thought, oh no, I was supposed to be a nurse. So I remember telling my parents, I was like afraid to tell them. I was yeah. like, I think I, I think, yeah, I think I'm supposed to be a nurse. And they were like, well, you know, at least you figured it out now you're only 22. Yeah. So I, I went to um, community college and I got my registered nursing degree and started working at 25. Um, and, and right away, cause in nursing school, you're just like learning. So you're not paying mm-hmm. attention, I think to like what the other, like what the nurses look like and, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? But anyways, I realized quite quickly, um, what a difficult job it is on your body physically. Mm-hmm. And looking at these older nurses who were, um, you know, overweight with bad knees, bad backs, pretty miserable, Mm -hmm. um, some with drinking problems. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I thought, well, this isn't a job I can retire from. And I loved the job. Like I I, I worked in different, you know, neuro and med surge and cardiac. The cardiac unit was the unit that I ended up leaving from Mm -hmm. eventually when I got my master's degree. Um. So I loved hospital nursing. I loved bedside nursing. I think more than anything, the friends that I met yes. along the way, right? It, you can't do that job alone. Right. And um, so so my 20s were spent bedside nursing. And I thought at one point, I, I guess I better go get my master's degree. In my mind, that would allow me opportunities to work in mm-hmm. um, an office setting and get out of the hospital. Um, which in hindsight, silly, cause I could have been an RN working in a hospital setting, but like my brain didn't think that it was like, you need to yeah. get a master's degree. I, and, um, so I did that and I graduated when I was 30 
um, with my, my family nurse practitioner, FNP, um, mm-hmm. and worked in urology for my first year. So I knew I didn't want to work in family medicine. It's, mm-hmm. it's just it's too much. You're managing, you know, everything from pediatric vaccinations to hypertension, to diabetes, yeah. to rashes. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but I wanted the flexibility of birth to death. So family practice was like what I wanted the degree in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but so my local hospital, uh, the urologist team sucked to, to be honest, like, you know, you try to get like a catheter put in a, a yeah. difficult catheter, you know, and just like these guys were never showing up or they weren't calling back to give you the orders that mm. you needed. So in my local hospital system, I knew exactly where the need was. So I went to those guys and I was like, I'm graduating in August. I want to work with you guys. Here's why. And they were like, oh my God, like, yes. Um, And then I also came to find that there's no female urologist in this group. So then I was a female Mm -hmm. in the group that women can come to, you know, it's mostly prostate stuff, but women get bladder cancer and overactive bladder and frequent infections, all that stuff. So there was like a real need for me within this practice. And that felt really good. Yeah. Um, the first year of being a nurse practitioner was probably the hardest year of my mm-hmm. life. Um, there's so much weight that comes with diagnosing mm-hmm. or misdiagnosing mm-hmm. and treating. Um, and some of the, so it was six surgeons all over the age of 50 male mm. and myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and that was a lot for me to manage as a new nurse practitioner, as a 30 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just high stress is like the only way I could describe it, but just like on so many different levels. Um, personally, I had a, um, I was engaged and I had an engagement fail at that period Mm. of my life. (laughs) My fiance was cheating on me with many, many women. And I didn't know about it until I did know about it. And then I was like, well, I must leave this relationship. Yeah. Um, so I have this job that was sinking me yes, emotionally. Sure. Yeah. I was probably working 50 to 60 hours a week. I was in the hospital half time. I was in the clinic half time. They split me. So I was doing rounds mm-hmm. for discharges and mm-hmm. just writing notes on patients post-op in the hospital. And then I'd see follow-ups in the, in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened with my my personal relationship, I couldn't I couldn't sustain a hit a personal hit when um, when work was also so I started looking for new jobs, mm. um, and I became an asthma and allergy specialist. Mm. So there was no hospital, there was no surgeons, yeah, um, there was no weekends. bankers hours, there was no, no weekends. <laughs> you got it. Uh, and that was sustainable. And, yeah. and that, that gave me time to focus on healing what mm. needed to be healed. Um, and, you know, making sure I didn't return to that relationship, stay in that relationship, all the yeah. things that happened. Um, cause he didn't want to end the relationship despite his mm. behavior. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he moved on. He was just still banging on my door and I'm trying to oh. like, just get better. Yeah. So drinking's always been heavy in my life as far as fun and, and all that, but it, it came in hard, um, during mm. that breakup, just drinking, you know, a bottle of wine, two bottles of wine at night just to sleep and, um, 
numb after work. Mm. So that, that was just like a, a dark time. I will say, yeah. um, I then in 2018 felt unfulfilled in my role that I did love my asthma and allergy role. Mm-hmm. And I got to take care of pediatric patients. Mm-hmm. Like it was good. Um, but I was like, this is a dead end job. The mm-hmm. physician I was working with, um, I knew was going to be retiring and the, the practice would close. This was just mm-hmm. a one man show and he had been open forever. He still is, which shocks me. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Maybe I want to get into uh, the business side, like bring mm-hmm. in my my medical experience, go work for, I have no idea, a drug company, which now yeah. thinking that I even thought that's crazy because I'm like on the opposite spectrum of drug companies. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do at that point. Um, so I saved up money and I quit my job in the summer oh. of 2018 with no plan except for to just whatever. Um, so... I traveled, had fun, and um, a recruiter reached out to me in the fall. And by that time, I was running out of money. And I was like, I should probably go back to work. Um, And so I got a contract job working for the state of Pennsylvania. And they have a contract with the Veterans Affairs. So I have been in that role, this is my current role, for five years. And um, because it's contract work, I've been able to, you know, just work at my leisure, um, and, you know, make money when I need money and, and all, all of the things. So that job has afforded me the ability to go get my coaching certification, um, and spend time building a business, which I have been building now for the past year. Uh, as a, that's where I'm at right now. I, I go into the clinic on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I see patients. And then the rest of my life is spent building my, my business and coaching. I love it. You highlighted one of the main things I love about nursing is the flexibility. There are a lot of drawbacks (laughs) for sure. Uh, It's beautiful career, but it it also, um, I think the ability to have so many different careers as a nurse and still be a nurse is pretty remarkable. And you've kind of run the gamut from bedside to advanced practitioner and now in a specialty of nurse coaching. Um, so that's really awesome. Good for you for like trusting yourself and your path. I'm sure it's not been easy <laughs> at all, but at the same time, like knowing that there was more there out there for you and, and allowing that to kind of unfold. Yeah. And retelling that story is funny because now it's like, I'm so hyper aware, um, that then I was like, I I'm hyper aware that I don't trust myself or I don't trust the path. Mm. Right. But like, when I tell that story, like I know I didn't second guess quitting my job. I didn't second guess going mm-hmm. back to nursing school when all my friends were getting married and having families. Like I was like, I'm yeah. going to go back to college. So it's interesting to retell the story now when it, there was nothing saying like, is this right? Like I just kept, this feels right. This feels right. And, uh, yeah. And, and now I come up against these things in self-development with building my own business that it's like, oh shit. Like, what have I done? Yeah. You know, (laughs) what have I done? But I, I've never before. And on that entire story, I've told you, 
uh, did I think that? So it's interesting to reflect that. Mm-hmm. It's good to tell that story. Yeah. 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 It absolutely is. So tell me more about what you're doing with coaching. Cause you have some pretty awesome programs. I've seen you, um, through Facebook and we went through the same nurse coach collective, uh, coaching program. Um, only, it's only been 10 months. It feels like a lifetime ago and yet <laughs> not. So share with us more about your coaching. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty remarkable. Um, I wanted to create a program called, so my business is um, the mindful nurse practitioner. So everything I do is based around mindfulness, which you're, you do as well. You know, the mindfulness is like, it's a buzzword, but it's a lifestyle. So um, yeah. And I live a mindful life. Like I Mm -hmm. I do, I've shifted my relationship with alcohol. I'm now a plant-based eater. I exercise now. I've always been healthy, but like, this is a next level health for me. Um, but so before we graduated, I wanted to, um, because I was able to change my relationship with alcohol and was really successful in doing so I have steps and I can really help people with Mm. that. So I created a program called becoming a mindful drinker and I put Mm. it out during the holidays last year. Very rare, very little bites, very little Mm. interest. Um, and I was like, okay, so I, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it was. It was like, you need to shift. This isn't your audience. And mm. so I shifted, um, because food's always been a, a struggle, always weight, body image since age 14, I've tracked it back, mm. done a lot of healing and a lot of work still am with food. And, um, I thought if I could design a program for my best friend, Beth, to help her lose weight in the new year, how would I lay it out? How would I structure it? And so I reached out to her. I said, I'm starting a program January 1st and I want you to be in it. And she was like, okay. So then I was like, well, shit, now I need to create the program. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. So um, her sister joined and then I had four other people pay and, and join. And I remember sweating so badly and mm-hmm. saying to my husband, like, oh my God, now I need to create a program. And so I did, and uh, it's called uh, Becoming a Mindful Eater, and it's an eight-week program for women, and um, I am now in my fourth group, so it runs quarterly, and um, I just, you know, started the the, the fourth group, the final group for this year, last Wednesday. We meet on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. It has been, for me, just the most amazing thing. Um, I'm so proud of it because the women that come out of it, they shift more than just their relationship with mm-hmm. food. Um, it's, it's a place for you to come to heal because food, I always say this food is not the problem. Food is the solution. Mm-hmm. And so my space, you get to learn about the gut microbiome and mm-hmm. plant-based eating and meditation for stress management. Like you, we have teaching topics, but an hour of our call is me supporting you because something is triggering your overeating. Yes. So I felt like my years of dieting and um, my education in lifestyle medicine, like I can combine these things and create the missing pieces. Yes. And so that's what I've done. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I, I think, as one of the biggest things I've learned as a coach is that you've got to look at the whole person. You cannot just focus on the food. You can't just focus on 
even the mind or, you know, the, the spiritual aspect of it. I mean, it's really the combination of all of that. And mindfulness to me is like the key for that is like bringing that all together. And it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be sitting, I've got my meditation pillow over here, it's pointing to it. You don't have to sit on your meditation pillow for an hour a day, right? It's just being there in that present moment and taking those little steps and changing your relationship with food and looking back and trying to dig into some of those root causes. It's, um, it's beautiful to see how your programs unfolded this last year. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm really, really proud of it. Uh, I'm excited for where it's going to go to. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, first year is like kind of gathering data and mm -hmm. seeing like, does it work? Or like yeah. tracking my first group, yeah. like, how are they doing? Uh, my best friend has kept her weight off and has lost more weight. Um, so like just having, having her too. So building it in service and then, yeah, just watching it kind of blossom. Yeah. And it's, it's hard though. They're, they're obviously, you know, that's the pretty side of it, but, you know, getting out in front of the right people who mm -hmm. um, are interested in, in lifestyle mm -hmm. change, and then also are ready to implement yes. the change um, that that's where I, I have to sit in complete confidence in what mm -hmm. I have created to keep myself moving forward mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah, as you know, uh, this first year in business, especially, is so challenging. Um, of just because it, it's our own minds that get in the way, and so just trusting that these seeds were planted for you at this time, for you to impact and serve these people that that you're connecting with. But trusting that, coming back to that, trusting the process and that everything in your life and my life has has led to this point for a reason. Um, yeah just sitting with that and, and honoring it is, is challenging some days. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So where do you think you said this is kind of, you, you almost kind of see yourself doing some more work in this space or are you looking to expand? What are you thinking is next for you? Yeah. So I'm thinking what's next for me is having my flyers in doctor's offices. Mm. So something super exciting happened. This past group, a nurse practitioner saw my flyer at the gym that I work out at. Mm -hmm. And I know her, she was actually one of my mentors when I was a oh, new cool. NP. And she was like, Karina, I would love to join your program for myself, but also I want to tell my patients about it. So we all know that the weight loss injections that have been on the market for the past mm -hmm. year are um, amazing for some patients, those who, uh, you know, have a BMI of 30 plus and, mm -hmm. you know, you're working to get down their A1C and stuff. There is, they are, they are miracle drugs. Like mm -hmm. it's pretty phenomenal what they can do. Um, but they are not for, you know, people who have a BMI of 28 and mm -hmm. are still overweight and still, you know, they, so she, this is what's happening. She's having patients come in and requesting that they can be put on one of these weight loss drugs. And she's like, mm -hmm. I just won't do it. And the other thing is, is that when you stop them, you're back to square one. She, she mm -hmm. wants her patients to take responsibility, yeah. work out and eat better and not take a medication. And, um, I am also in that belief. Yeah. Um, so finding more practitioners like myself who have the same mindset of there's mm -hmm. a time and a place for them a hundred percent. And then there isn't a time and a place for them. 
And even after you get your A1C done, you know, these, if you get to the white, right weight range, you're going to have to stop the medication anyways. And then mm. what, then what you're still going to need your tools. Yeah. Actually just put the bandaid on. You haven't solved yes. the underlying issues. Yeah. So she sees this and, and she's working in family practice every day, full time. So she's like, I, I want to do the group. Okay, great. She gets, um, UPMC, which is one of our major medical providers here in Pennsylvania to pay for her to join my group. And I really couldn't believe it. I had to like send a W nine. I'm like interacting with their, and, and they send me a check for her to be in this program. And I was like, Oh my, and their slogan is life-changing medicine. And I, I certainly have my own opinion of hospital systems. Um, but I was like, Oh my God, what if they're actually going to I don't know. I felt so validated and supported yes. by a right a, a hospital system. So I think that I just need to start going and saying, can I put my flyers in? Here's the mm-hmm. program that I offer because to build trust, it's difficult to build trust. It is. But if you're already sitting in a doctor's office where you trust the information that's being provided, and now you're seeing one of my flyers, now mm-hmm. trust has already been built. Um, so next year. I will be expanding into doctor's offices. And once she finishes the program, now I have one NP spreading the word to however many patients, which I know she has a ton. Um, so just starting, starting there, just starting Beautiful. there. Beautiful. And that is something that I constantly have to remember is right. It's that ripple effect. Um, and that, that connection with that individual, you never know where that's going to take you. And, um, and this is such an important topic, but it is, it's so hard. I'm, I'm trying to find the right words to say, but like when you, but when you see somebody, you know, like, and trust, like your own nurse practitioner going through a program, it gives you a little bit more confidence to say like, okay, well, maybe this is something that I can do. Um, and that it is worth it. It's so easy to just take a pill or an injection, whatever it is, right. That's the easy way, but it's not going to, sustain you in the long term. So, but like getting through a program and really building those, um, that strong foundational and those and rewiring your habits like that is really important. Yeah, it is. It is. And somebody had asked me is, do you feel like you're in competition with med, like med spas prescribe the drugs, Mm -hmm. you know? And the answer is no, because the people who are, those aren't my clients. Mm -hmm. Those people aren't looking for sustainable change. They're looking for a quick mm-hmm. fix. And I get it. Like if this drug would have been around yeah. when my wedding happened, I like, honest to God, I'm like that. I probably would have done it for eight weeks, mm-hmm. you know, just to like look and feel my best in my wedding yeah. dress. <laughs> like, um, so I just, th- those aren't my clients. My clients want to do dup- deeper work and have tools that they're going to take forward and teach their family and all of the things. So yeah. I, I don't look at the the weight loss drugs as any type of competition because those people aren't my people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, yeah, it's an interesting topic though. And it comes up a lot in my world. Yeah, yeah. So what are, could you share with us just a couple of tangible tips if somebody is, not quite ready to jump into a full program, but maybe a couple of things that they can take away from our conversation today to help them on their own uh, weight loss journeys. Yeah, I think two of the biggest things are journal journaling and self-reflection mm. without shame and guilt. Mm. So if you've totally overdrank, 
get, get, if you totally overeaten, you know, the next morning, you know, why, what was happening? What was the situation? Mm-hmm. How would you like to do it differently next time? Mm-hmm. And just releasing all shame and guilt around what happened mm-hmm. and setting up a plan for how you would like to do things differently next time. So journaling. And then the second is meditation or quiet self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Again, you've had an overeating thing occur and um, sit with it and reflect and, and ask yourself why, you know, why, Mm -hmm. like, what, what, what did I need in that moment? What was the feeling that I didn't want to feel that caused me to eat a bag of chips? Mm -hmm. Cause it, it hijacks our brain sometimes, you know, and before you know it, the bag of chips is gone and that's okay. But um, if you don't take time to turn inward and really ask yourself those questions, then, well, that's part of what you learn is, is your root cause. And so setting aside time after, especially after events that occur, you know, um, to reflect. And so those would be the two things to journal and um, sit in quiet reflection. Beautiful. And those are free. Yeah. Let's go out and buy a fancy journal. Just grab a piece of paper jot it down, just sit there and, and, and reflect. And, and I mean, I, I hesitate to use the word meditate because I think it does have like a kind of a people think, Oh, I can't meditate. I'm like, no, no, no. Meditate is just, just be with yourself, be here in that moment, reflect, let it, let just let it go. Um, but those are free tools. You don't have to invest money. You don't have to go somewhere. Yeah. You can sit with yourself for a couple of minutes um, to start on your journey. And everybody wants, you know, as soon as they start, it's like, um, what's, what shopping list should I have? Mm. Um, do you have any books you recommend? And I do send every person a book as a gift. So I'm like, uh-huh. just wait, you'll get a book, um, <laughs> you know, or, you know, what, what supplements do you recommend? Here are the supplements that I take. Like yeah. once you enter the program, there are no costs. You do, you buy nothing. There's nothing that needs because you have all of the tools. You have all the tools. I just, or I teach you the tools, um, checking in with your hunger levels. I have a scale that I teach you on how to like, are you even hungry when you're eating? Mm-hmm. So uh, bringing awareness to when and why you are eating. Um, and I, I teach you, you know, so how to do that. So yes, um, you don't need to do anything, but people want to do things. They're like, mm-hmm. I signed up now. Tell me, <laughs> you know, what supplements should I buy? And I'm like, oh, you don't need any. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Well, it's been really awesome just chatting about what, you know, how you got to this place. Cause I, I love that you have the, uh, the flexibility that you built in between your, you know, W2 job and, and that, and you, we didn't talk about it, but um, you said you have a needling practice. I don't know if I said the right word. Oh yes. Well. My, my side hustle is my, yeah. my side hustle is microneedling. So I, love it. I, um, I did it. I did it part-time as a nurse practitioner and then COVID okay. happened. And, um, I was like, I can do this. I can do this safely from my home yeah. with hyaluronic acid. It's like a whole, it's, it's anyways. Yeah. So I do facials on the side and perfect. Yeah. I just love it. Again, the diversity of nursing, there are so many options. If you're dissatisfied where you're at, I promise there's another way in nursing for you to make it. Totally. So, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
just, yes, it, it's just like leaning into that un, unknown, like, well, if I leave the hospital, then what, you know, what if, but like, but what if it's better? Mm-hmm. What if you're healthier for it? You know? Yeah. So that's, that's so true, Jen, that that's, uh, that's a great, it's a great takeaway from this episode is like, there's so many avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in our final couple minutes, I just want to see if there's anything else on your heart that you want to share with our group today. I don't think so. I love that. I love it when it feels complete. Yeah. Thanks thanks so much, Karina. It's been awesome chatting with you. Um, I know people will be able to find you if they're interested in your mindful eater program, eating mindful eating. Okay. I cannot get the words out. What's your program? Okay. (laughs) The becoming a mindful eater, the becoming a mindful eater program. I'm, um, the mindful nurse practitioner on Instagram and, uh, the mindful NP.org for my website. Love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, Jen. You're welcome. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. Mm -hmm.